everyone, and welcome to another episode of Budgeting Period, your podcast to kind of get your money in order to figure out how to budget, how to um, track your transactions, how to pay off debt, how to get to your goals. And so today I want to welcome a special guest, Skylar. And I was actually on his podcast not that long ago. Um, you guys might have seen it um, or might have listened to it, I guess, Money Talk. Um We'll definitely put it in the show notes here if you want to link to it. But And so I decided to have him on as well. We had a really good talk and connection, and our conversation started to get into automation. And so that's why I wanted to bring Skylar on today to talk automation. And so Skylar, welcome. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks, Kelly, for having me. Like you said, we had you on a few weeks ago, maybe a month or two at this point, but that was a really fun conversation. So we decided to bring it over here to your audience as well and just keep talking about automation, which is something I love. So AI and all that sort of stuff, automating everything. That's that's where I like to live and keep th- keeping things simple and fast. Exactly. And I stress that all the time to my audience as well is it this can be hard stuff, right? This isn't things that you pick up overnight, but once you start to get the hang of things, you automate things, you get in the groove of things, this is so much easier to pay off that debt, to reach those goals. Um, and so this will be a, a good conversation. So do you just want to give us a quick little intro about yourself, Skylar, for the audience? Yeah. My name is Skylar Fleming. Like Kelly mentioned, I host the podcast called Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. You can always find me online at SkylarFleming.com. But my main thing is I just love talking about money. I worked as a credit union supervisor for about two, almost three years. And I would see so many people who just didn't quite know what to do with their money. They never had someone explain it to them. They never had anyone teach them. And that ended up with them in some really hard financial situations. So I'm like, we just need to be talking about it with these people. And they could avoid things like credit card debt. They could avoid things like non-sufficient funds fees or late fees and things like that. They're so simple to avoid, but unless you just talk about it, you really don't know what to do. It, it really is sad how our society just expects you to be good at it, right? We don't really teach it a ton in school. Um, and not only are you supposed to be good at it, but like then when you get in the real world and you're faced with all these important decisions about taking out student loan debt or your mortgage or a car, like we're supposed to just manage all this on our own without really a ton of insight or background. And so um, I'm glad that everyone is listening today to our podcast here, to your podcast, because every little bit of insight will truly, truly help you towards your goals. Um, because don't don't beat yourself up. You're not supposed to know this stuff because we're not taught this stuff. And so let's back up to the beginning, Skylar. What do we mean by automation? Just so that we can get everyone grounded into kind of what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, I would say the first step and like most simple thing of automation is direct deposit. Like you could have to every single Friday or something get cash from your employer, but automation puts that into your bank account automatically. And then from there, it's things like automating credit card payments, automating your savings accounts, your investing. So I'd say, especially on finances, it's automating your direction of all your money. That's good. And I know a lot of people, you might relate to this as far as um, some people have multiple checking accounts, multiple savings accounts, and you kind of get your paycheck split up. And so you're putting some money into your quote unquote vacation savings account, quote unquote, your emergency savings account. And so, um, all those areas or all that automation just helps you not spend that money. Right. And so when we automate things, we're taking kind of the, the, we already know this is a good idea. So instead of relying on ourselves to actually do the thing, let's just automate it. Right. And let's just do, do it automatically. And that helps so much. And so besides the paycheck, what are some simple things um, like phase one, step one that people can automate that they're maybe not thinking about yet at this point? 
Yeah, I would say your 401k. That's usually something that comes right out of there, but making sure that it's actually going to an investment. My works 401k, I emailed our HR about this the other day, goes into a cash fund. Like it doesn't even go into something like that. So like just checking on things like that to make sure your money's actually going to places it want to. But beyond the paycheck, I would say automating your credit card payments so that if you can automate all of them to do the statement balance, which is that balance to avoid interest. So if you're, if you're doing that and then you're getting an email in a couple of days saying, Hey, this is much as due. That's a quick reminder of saying, Oh, that money's about to come out of my account. I got to be careful with that. If you are using credit cards wisely. So I would say automating bills, like your utility and power bill, that way you don't really have to worry about them. And then you don't end up missing them. I love automating all my bills, but I definitely resonate to all those people out there that are listening that are like, putting it on automation, not automatically paying it is scary because I don't know if I'm going to have that money in that account. And I was there a handful of years ago and I totally understand it. Um, but even setting it on, on automation, because you're probably certain bills, you're going to have to pay it no matter what anyway. Um, but then just have little reminders in your calendar of when those bills are actually going to be coming out maybe a week in advance so that you're still going to pay it, right? That's that's on automation, but you also have the reminders to make sure that you can start getting your ducks in a row to make sure um, mm-hmm. there's money in your account and that you're prepared for it and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure is helpful as well. Yeah. And you can in, I think every credit card company that I've dealt with set up alerts like for one week, 10, week, 10 day emails for those bills to be due. So that way you're getting the reminder from them. They want to provide you those services because they want their bills paid. So Going through, I'd say more of the deeper settings to find those automatic alerts and those automatic bill pay settings. And I think I need to do a credit card episode in the future. And we, I, the, what you said about statement balance is really important here, Skylar, because that's the amount, like you said, that you don't get that interest on. And so when you pay just a statement balance, you're still improving your credit, everybody. Like that's still a good thing. You're not accruing any interest. And so for those of you listening that you don't have a tricky relationship with credit cards, maybe you're not dealing with tons of thousands of dollars of credit card debt, and you can still kind of navigate the statement balance, um, not rolling over you know, game of credit cards um, and paying attention to those emails to see when payments are going to come through. That's always, um, yeah, it's always a good trick um, or hack to improve your credit while also, um, you know, leveraging debt in a good way. Um, But it can also be pretty dangerous also. So just, you know, FYI to those listening about that. Another thing that just came to my mind is I guess some automation beyond the paycheck is automating your email too, like create rules. Because I know for a lot of people, your mail app on your phone says 9,999 because you just get too many. So like take some time. There's always quick settings to say, always move this message to a folder. So you could get those credit card emails, set up that rule in your email inbox. And then that way, you know, that folder is where important emails are. You have to check that folder. That way, all that other spam and stuff can get put to the side. And I know you talked about like automating small decisions, but you also talk about um, how these small decisions can be automated or eliminated. What do you, what do you mean when you talk about eliminating some of these decisions? Yeah. Yeah. I would say when it comes to eliminating it, like once you know, like you were saying, there is obviously those places where you may not have enough money to make that automatic bill payment. But once you get to a more comfortable place where that is a thing, you have those automatic payments set up and you don't even think about it. You know, you're going to have the money in there. And then you don't even think about your credit card payment, or I would even say at some point, like what you're spending on your credit card, because you know, you keep yourself within your means by using other things like budgeting and stuff like that. So once those can get to a point where you're comfortable, you're not even thinking about that. Your money is just moving around. There's things like uh, M1 finance is a wonderful automation platform for investing. So you could have that set up and you're not even thinking about where your money is being allocated in terms of investing, because you have 
that automatic pie is what they called it, but it's like an asset allocation. You have that automatically set up and you're just putting $25 in there a week and you don't even have to worry about what stocks you're picking or things like that. So there's always those, those things that just speed up that decision-making. And so I have a couple in mind, um, but what are you, do you have any advice? And we're going to put you on the spot here. So feel free to say you go first um, around like the budgeting and the paying off debt of automation. Like, do you have any tricks in that, in that genre, since that's where a lot of people listening today kind of are living? Yeah. In terms of paying off debt, I would probably say, I don't know. I love to build spreadsheet stuff. So building myself a calculator just so I can see the payoff date for me helps automate that a little bit. And then I can set up that automatic payment in my bank and say, okay, I can just let this run. I just, all I have to do is make sure this payment amounts in the account, let it all run. And then you just keep checking that spreadsheet tool you built or the calendar you built of when it's supposed to be paid off. And then you can see that, that timeline on the horizon a little bit easier. That's, that's one thing I like to do as far as paying off debt goes. Um, and for those of you who are like building spreadsheets, what like Skylar, you lost me there. Um, and I, there, so there are spreadsheets, vertex 42, I believe is one that I used when I was paying off debt. I don't know. Have you ever heard of them Skylar? Um, vaguely, I think, okay. but yeah, it's a very small, I don't know how I found it hole in the internet. Um, and I swore by that spreadsheet. It basically does the math for you. So you type in all of your debts and it, but it keeps it in Excel spreadsheet. So to Skylar's point, if that's where you kind of love to live, um, that's a good tool. You can build it yourself. Um, there are templates online that you can, um, use also debt payoff planner is an app that I always recommend to people. Um, and so to Skylar's point, using this information, this data, no matter where it lives, to kind of see when the plan, what the plan is, how much you're going to be paying each month, when it's going to be paid off, and then just checking in monthly, periodically to make sure that you're on on plan um, and on track to be debt free. Because when you put it on automation, those monthly payments, not only your minimum payments, but any extra payments that you're going to be using for debt, you can assume that you're going to be sticking to the plan, right? And so you don't have to worry about and and so. That's what I'm saying. If you are worried about not hitting your date of being debt-free, setting up automation will help you get there. And so knowing exactly how much you need to pay in your minimum payment and your monthly payment or your extra payment and doing that ahead of time. So in the beginning of the month, that way you're not getting towards the end of the month and you're like, well, shoot, I went out to eat too much. I can't quite pay that full extra pay debt payment or well, darn it, the furnace went out, right? We have sinking funds built for all these other things, but when we can automate these debt payments, especially if you're in a period of life where paying off debt is your number one, that'll make sure that you get to that finish line on time. And then these tools that we talk about are simply trackers to track your progress and to make sure you're, you know, you're you're on the right track. Yeah, I think in terms of like to add on to what you're saying there, if you're if you're making sure that money is put aside at the beginning of the month that's going to help a whole lot easier. And honestly, that is automation. You're automatically like putting the money aside. It's a very simple, like foundational level of it. But like there's there's save first, which is pay yourself first is a term you always hear. But then honestly, it's kind of like pay your debts first and then you can live on the rest. Like, trust me, there's a book called The Automatic Millionaire that paints out this picture perfectly about how you can afford to put some money into investments, but you can also afford to pay that extra on the debt because your lifestyle is going to naturally adjust. Like it adjusts when you get raises. It's also going to adjust when you kind of cut back your spending and try to get yourself to pay off debt. Oh, lifestyle creep. I love it so much mm -hmm. because it is something where I think back to when I was in my early twenties and, you know, we were making like 40,000 a year, if that, and also in, like, you know, college debt and all this other stuff. And you're like, how did I even survive? And then you think about it. Now you're making whatever amount and you're thinking, how do I even survive now? And it's all because of that 
that that scope creep of our of our salaries, mm-hmm. right? We, you know, next thing you know, we have a little bit more subscriptions or we're going to nicer restaurants or eating out more frequently. And um, when you can make your debt payments first or whatever the goal is, investing first, putting in that that automation into play, um, you can just assure yourself that you're gonna be reaching the goals that are that you value, that you've outlined are important to you. Um and then the best part is you just got to live off the rest, right? You don't have to worry about all these other things that you, in the back of your mind that you should be doing or that you want to be doing is because your primary goals are on automation. They are they are going to happen. Um, and you just have to make sure you don't go into debt with everything else along the way. Yeah, I love what you said about your primary goals are on automation. Like that, reaching that because you know, hey, in December of 2024, that this goal is going to be hit and you have all the systems set up in place to reach it. You don't have to do anything else. Like how like comfortable is that? How like peaceful is that in your mind to think your debt will be paid off at this date because your system is moving? The only thing you have to do is maybe every two months adjust where that extra payment's going because you're paying things off with the snowball or something like that. And we it's are talking life changing. It's it is life changing. We are talking to the people that wake up at night or that are stressed out constantly about bills. How are they going to get paid? Or um, how are we going to afford this next thing? Or all the if if money and debt and um, you're is stressing you out to the point where I was, where I was like, I've had it. I've had my moment of this cannot be the rest of my life. Um, automation is going to be your key because you can start checking off some of those goals and you don't have to think about it. And thinking about money is sometimes the hardest part. It's not, it, it's making your credit card payment isn't hard, but it's about, well, what about if I spend it beforehand or what if I forget to pay it or all this other stuff? Um, and so, yeah, so think about that a little bit. If you aren't already on automation, especially for your credit cards or some of these bills that um, you're going to have to pay every month and you're, you know, it's going to affect your credit if you don't and you want to pay it, it's not a problem. It, that's not the issue. Um, but yeah, something to think about. And so, so, so Skylar, I want to ask you a couple of questions. So we've talked about debt and I know I use YNAB for budgeting, which has a lot of um, automation in it. Are you a big YNABber or do you use another tool for budgeting? I'm I'm all spreadsheets. So I know that's intimidating to people who don't love spreadsheets. I'm happy to share templates, of course. Like if someone's like, I want to get out of these apps that are making me pay and stuff like that, that's that's one way to save money. I'd be happy to like share my templates and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm I'm all in spreadsheets. That's where I live. I do use things like Empower is a personal dashboard to be your net worth and stuff. It has transactions and some budget information, but I use it mainly for like the net worth dashboard. So we're going to have everyone reach out to Skylar if you want to know more about his spreadsheets. Um, I definitely lived that way while I was paying off a debt. It's a good um, spreadsheets is my equivalent to like the today's cash because you have to kind of maintain it, Mm -hmm. I think, Um, which is part of the problem with some of the apps out there is it connects to your bank and you don't even think about it and all this stuff, right? Which can be really dangerous when you're swiping your card and things are coming through and you might not even see it, especially, I mean, this will be a conversation for a whole different day, but like mint to me is not a budgeting tool it's a categorize what you already spent tool which is not helpful because you've already mm-hmm. spent it and so um i think it's it's interesting here to hear the two different camps i'm a winabber people know that you can google it skylar loves the spreadsheets he builds tools to help him you know reach his goals keep track of things and that sort of thing um, but there is no one answer. This is all personal finance. It's all personal. And so yeah. don't try to go against the grain, whatever works for you, definitely use that method. Um, and just make sure that, um, you're asking questions along the way and that, you know, your formulas are right. We're going to put that out there. Um, because it's all possible. Yeah. And 
yeah, I'm, I'm happy to share my spreadsheets. I got all sorts of things here. I got things to help. I honestly, I log our groceries to help keep track of meal planning to like automate, like, so we can just say we need to cut down on our spending for groceries this month. Let's choose our least cost per serving things. Let's, I have a credit card tracker because I have to manually input my charges. Like you said, I loved what you said that a spreadsheet is essentially today's cash because I have to go through, put them in and I'm like, whoa, hang on. What is this large charge? Like, what are these, why are we, why did we just spend $30 on Amazon in one day or more even like, or hundreds over a couple of weeks? Like those things, I'm able to notice them because I'm putting them in a spreadsheet. So that's my, I guess, advocacy for using a manual spreadsheet. Cause like you said, Mint isn't really, are they really budgeting tools or are they just like transaction overviews? And which is nice because everything's in one place, but is it really going to help you? Or is it just another thing that never gets opened? Exactly. And I, um, I, I try to recommend Mint and this is not a, a dog on Mint by any means, but, um, with some of my clients, cause it is a free tool. So if you're just looking for something free and you don't want to use a spreadsheet, it does something right. Versus if you're doing mm-hmm. nothing at the moment. Um, but you know, there's, there, there might be better ways to be a little bit proactive with your money versus just tracking what you've already done. Um, yeah. I would, I would say just tracking it, even like you said, that it's a free tool. It's honestly a great first step because it's putting everything in one place. If you have like a grocery store credit card, a retail store credit card, your main credit card, your get like all these different credit cards that can be really hard to say, oh, they only each have a hundred, $200 on them. But when you add that up, that's a lot of money. So you need to get it all in one place. That's a great place to start, I would say. And like, that's even an automation itself. Like you're connecting a couple accounts together that you're viewing in a list. So if that's all you're doing, you're automating your finances. That's awesome. Love it. And so what are some like signals or flags um, that people can use to notice things that need to be automated? Like how do we, yeah, how do we know? We've talked about a few options here, but what else do we have? Yeah, are you doing the same thing over and over again? That's obviously the first one to notice. Like, are you going into your power company's account every single time? And you you know you have the money. You just have to go in there, click pay bill, type in the amount, click pay bill. Sign up for auto pay. They very likely have it. It's also very likely that your credit union ha- or bank has some sort of bill pay feature that you can still automate it through there, set up automatic payments. So if you're always paying some service or something, but they don't have it pull from your account straight away and you have to send them a check, those bill pay services will let you send that check automatically. I would say just look at those things first, like what bills are you paying each month? Other things that you could do to notice automation, I guess it really always comes down to, are you doing it frequently? But also, I guess, simplification, you could look at it in terms of, is there a way to like process this faster? Are you having to read through a bunch of documents? Is there a way to make a rule in your email, like I mentioned earlier, so that everything's in one place to let you get to it faster so you don't have to spend time like sorting through essentially like piles of envelopes of bills in terms of your email. I love that um, that automation in the email um, as a reminder for your bills because we get a lot of emails, as you said, right? Um, I get stressed out if I have more than like 35 in my in my inbox, but um, it's a full-time job managing that, right? And it's constant unsubscribing, which is kind of you know, the opposite of all of this, which is equally important because mm-hmm. unsubscribing from things that are junk is mental clutter that we need to get rid of. But just having a simple folder in your inbox that's labeled bills or money or debt, and then piling all of those different companies into that one folder, you don't have, to have a different folder or a different rule for every single company that you're, you know, have a relationship with that you're paying. Um, but just to kind of clear the clutter, clutter where you know 
you received that email, especially those of you that are getting out of debt and you're really worried about these payment confirmations, you want to make sure that you keep track of them somewhere. Um, all easy, easy, easy targets to filter into a, um, in a rule, into a, a specific folder to keep track of it, but not have to have it clutter your inbox for sure. Yeah. There's one, one thought that came to mind about the email stuff is you really, I would say you need probably two folders for your financial stuff. You need one that says new financial emails and one that says process. That means you've read it, you move it in there. You don't think about it anymore. Mm, that's a good one. I, and you know, we're, we're talking about email and we're talking about like paying your bills and automation and all of this people, the point of this is to free up a little bit of space in your brain so that you can actually concentrate on the things that matter. Right. And so earlier we talked about what are some of the goals? Are you paying off debt? Are you invest? Are you trying to ramp up your investments? Are you trying to save for a house? Like whatever it is, but when you're looking at thousands of emails from just, you know, don't forget to pay your bill or you're making interest payments on credit cards just because you simply forgot to make a payment, not because you didn't have the money. I know that was me. Um, it had to have been maybe almost a couple of years ago now, but we switched checking accounts. And so my old checking account wasn't linked anymore. And so the payment didn't go through and I had to pay interest on my credit card bill, which they ended up reversing it. Cause it was like, you don't do this often. And I called them and did that whole thing. Right. Thankfully. But, um, when you use your credit card for everything in your life, because you know, you pay it off in full every month, um, that could be a lot of interest. And that's a lot of money that you have to pay just because you forgot to make the payment. And so setting things on auto, um, is, is definitely, you know, saving you money as well, not only the mental mm -hmm. energy, but it puts some money back into your pocket. Yeah. And I, I had a thought come up that I thought was really great about that, but now I'm trying to recall it. But I think what you're saying is great is that that little bit of mental space that you get back for me and my wife, I was like, like I would say a year ago, bombarding my wife with, we need to invest in this. What about this cryptocurrency, this, this savings account, that, and all these sort of things. And she's like, you're telling me something new every day. Like, how are we possibly supposed to figure this out? And then we sat down, made a plan, put it into the system. Like we're talking about and now I, I think I mention it once every three months because that's what I ask her that I can at least change it every three months. So it's automatic now. It makes it simple and easy for my wife, especially who doesn't understand all this financial stuff in the same level. It makes it much easier for her to know that it's doing what we've agreed on and I'm not going to go change it. And I'm more comfortable with it because we have that plan in place. So that's where I think like just talking about it and then get the systems in place. I remember the thought that I had as well is that... Um, Wow. I guess I can't, I need to write, I need to get a system to automatically archive my memory. I guess it'll come <laughs> back to me. I promise. I was like, I thought of something when you were talking, so it'll come back to you. Um, I, I thought of a couple things that are actually an automation that we haven't talked about in my relationship with my husband. And so, um, these are just ideas for people as you're getting your money sorted out, whoever you share money with a partner, a roommate, a, um, a husband, whoever it is. Um, if you are somehow in a relationship with them with money, somebody owes somebody money or you're sharing money, um, this is for you. And so creating your budget um, kind of is putting your money on automation in the sense that there is no questions of should we spend this or should we not spend this? And to your point where you just check in with your wife every three months to see, you know, is this still the plan or do we want to do something different with our, with our investments? Um, my husband and I have a very clear budget, is very detailed. Um, there's there's the, all the obvious groceries and restaurant spending. And then there's the um, his and her fun money. And, um, there's all these different categories, right. And there's no question when we spend money about is, 
is this allowed or what category are we taking it out of? Right. And so when we, when we have those conversations and we automatically know where money is coming out of, that's less checking in and or hiding that we have to do from each other to say, Hey, you went to target the other day. Um, where's that money coming from? Right? Like that conversation doesn't even exist because we already have all these categories built out in our lives that took time to get to. It's not like we did it overnight, but the more open that you can have these conversations with the with your partner, the the less complicated it gets, the less um, vagueness there is, and the less that you're apt to go off the rails from the plan because you're both on the same page, right? Yeah, and I, we talked about that on my podcast as well. It's like that his and hers category. And think about, you mentioned it before about the mental space that automation can free up, but think about the mental space that not having to ask about every purchase you want to make frees mm. up. That's a lot. Like if you're if you're not going every night saying, hey, I want to buy these, this $4 cable, like that's, that's something, go ahead and buy it. Like set up your budget. It's going to take time, which brought me back to what I was going to say. I remembered and wrote it down this time, but <laughs> I love the idea of what you said, like talk about it, get that budget in place. And that frees up even more mental space, which like you said, the budget takes some time. It took you some time to build categories. So will this automation. So I think like throughout this whole conversation, I've thrown a lot of things like build a spreadsheet, build a spreadsheet, do this, like move all this money around. And that can seem really daunting. And what I was going to say is you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to do all this automation right away. You can just this week only go automate your power bill. And then next week, try to see what other bills you can automate. Do it in little steps. You have plenty of time to take care of all this. Exactly. Because when we try to do everything, we do nothing, right? It's the same with mm -hmm. getting, you know, the, the big bucket of get your money in order. Like, what does that mean? It means know where your spending is going, create a budget, pay off your debt, make sure you're saving. Don't forget about little Johnny needs college funds in 50 years. Like that is overwhelming. And so just starting with one thing at a time, you can actually move the needle. And once that gets comfortable, let's start with another thing. And so maybe this month you're just putting your bills in automation. And this week you're only doing these one bill, this one bill or these couple bills, right? Yep. Break it down a little bit, but just write it down and have a plan so that you can, you know, keep yourself accountable and you can go back and have little self-talk about, okay, this is a rough week, but I, I said I was going to do this and I this is really important to me and remember your why. Why are you even doing all this? Um, For me, it was to pay off my debt, to be done with student loans. And for you, it might be to have a little bit more um, freedom with your income, or maybe you're trying to quit your job and you're trying to save some money or whatever it is. But remember your why in all of this, because as things get a little bit more tricky or a little bit more advanced, or you start introducing a few more extra things, um, you have to come back to something because this is not... um. Not everyone nerds out about money like Skylar and I do. Um, and so if you're not one of those people, if you need a reminder about, you know, if you're one of those fun people in the, you know, in, in the world that are like, I just want to live my life and you could die tomorrow. Like remembering all of this could be tricky. And um, so grounding yourself a little bit along the way is important. Yeah. My wife loves to say that we have our vacation fund for a reason, but all of that's like automated through that budget process, like you said, so that for those people who are the the spenders or the fun people in their life and in their world, you can automate yourself to be able to enjoy those vacations more. You're not worried about the credit card debt you're building. So I'd say the automation can apply to everybody. It can make you happier in terms of not being so stressed, happier in terms of being more comfortable with your spending, like happier in terms of telling yourself to spend money because you're automatically like setting aside savings accounts and things like that. And the, and the last thing that we automate that I thought of, um, just for another reminder for people, if you need some ideas on what to get started with, um, we have, um, well, budgets and beers, which is our, um, quarterly date night that Derek and I have. Um, did we talk about budgets and beers on your podcast, Skylar? No, I don't think we did. Okay. Um, 
it's basically just our quarterly date and it's sometimes at a restaurant at a brewery or sometimes on our couch. Um, sometimes it includes alcohol, sometimes it doesn't, but it's a way for us to just check in. We write down, um, we update our spreadsheets of our net worth and our debt and our, you know, all the assets and the liabilities. Um, but then it's just a way to check in on, okay, are these all the goals that we're still saving for? Do we still need to save for a baby? Do we still need to save for a new car? Do we still need to save for this trip to Europe next summer, right? Because sometimes the answer becomes no. And then that's freed up money that we can do something else with. But building in that, it's in the calendar. We already know when it's going to be. Um, it's automated, people. Um, and we know we're going to sit down together and just go over some of these bigger things. And then we also do it annually around new year's mm -hmm. Eve, right? Um, just building those into our, our lives a little bit, uh, sets up natural places to have conversation about some of these money things that are bigger than these daily, weekly, monthly conversations of, Hey, we went to target, what should we categorize that as right? It's those larger goals. And so put little reminders in your calendar. Um, budgets and beers has been successful for me also for a lot of my clients because it's fun. It's, um, if you do it regularly enough, it, it, it doesn't bring up any big surprises, right? There's mm -hmm. nothing that you shouldn't be kind of already aware of that is going to be brought to the table. Do you guys do anything like that? Yeah, we do the exact same thing. We do it monthly. And then every three months is a bigger quarterly one where we'll put where we'll table like larger items. Like right now, my wife's in PA school. So there's student loans on our mind. So every quarter we're talking about our plan with those. We're talking about our investing plan because that's adapting as we're paying for college and things like that. So I think it's fantastic. I need to come up with a name for ours because ours is just monthly budget meeting, which is pretty boring. So maybe we'll have to do like I'm surprised she shows up to this monthly budget meeting. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it took a lot of work. I mean, at the beginning, we were both, we struggled through it. Like we were a newlywed couple and I, I set it as a priority. Her parents were, or her dad was a huge money guy. So she had some of that from, from that side. So she knew the importance of it. But yeah, in the beginning, it took us like three or four months before we were having like really, really effective ones. But now it's gotten to the point where we're setting our next month's budget in like, 20 minutes and then spending 10 to 20 minutes talking about our future, which is just fun. Like we just get to have fun talking about what we're doing with our money. And I want to be a fly on the wall for your conversation someday because we, our budget doesn't change except annually. I would say if that it's pretty dialed in. Um, but I know a lot of people that do look at it every single month and I advise people that are newly budgeting to do that as well. And so but everyone's different, right? That's, I think, what the point of this is, is mm -hmm. um, depending on how much check-in you need, how volatile your income is, how much debt you have, how, you know, is somebody in school where you constantly need to keep an mm -hmm. eye on the debt that's coming in and the income that's going out and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, we, I actually, we did a podcast episode where my wife and I talked about our budget meetings. So they're, they're a lot of fun. So it's, it's in there in, in my uh, podcast history, but we, we love it. Like it's gotten so much easier for us. Like you said, we're in a situation where things are adapting and changing quickly. So if people are in that place where you got to watch your income and your spending, I recommend monthly, like maybe even weekly. That's a lot. That's a lot even for me. And I love money. So I love that. Well, Skylar, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, we will put all of the, um, all of his links in the show notes here, but I, I hope this got everyone thinking about just like automation a little bit. What can you do? What triggers um, are happening in your life that you can set things up on automation so you can actually use your brain to start, you know, focusing on some of the bigger things, the more exciting things and some of the things that maybe need a little bit more attention. So Skylar, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. This was a ton of fun. 
All right, everyone. Well, that was another episode of Budgeting Period. Thanks again for listening. Hit up Skylar if you want to see his spreadsheets. I know um, I'm sure they're sophisticated and will help all those spreadsheet nerds out there. Um, Otherwise, find an app. Do whatever you got to do just to start today and start with one thing at a time, right? Don't get overwhelmed. So until next time, we will talk to you guys later. Bye. 